In this episode, we continue the CEO series, and in this one, we're headed to Dallas to talk to Stephanie Crowley about how on earth she found herself with a nearly $1 million cash-based PT practice four years after starting that business. Uh, what an episode this is. Please turn us up nice and loud uh, and enjoy the show. This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. All right, everybody, let's get into another episode of the Paul Goff Audio Experience uh, Business Lessons for Physical Therapists. We are on and continuing with the CEO series. Everybody's favorite right now is... um, Lifting the hood on business owners just like yourself who are um, very courageously, um, sometimes very uh, patiently in the face of adversity and non-stop challenges, building businesses and stepping back from patient care and uh, making making a good amount of uh, money for doing so. Today we head to Dallas to speak to Stephanie Crowley who is just amazing. She's the best, um, she's the most funny um, infectious laugh, the best I've ever um, had the pleasure of spending time with. Um, if you're ever feeling down about yourself, just play this podcast. Uh, this lady just laughs, and uh, whenever she's in our events, we just uh, we know Stephanie's there. We can hear her laugh from wherever she is. So she's amazing um, as a person, as a business owner, and there's lots for you to learn from her. Today, I've had the pleasure, the privilege of watching um, Stephanie grow her business from almost nothing to where it is today, heading towards one million dollars in annual revenue. Um, so much so that we titled today's podcast "Holy Crap." I never thought I'd build a $1 million cash business right out of the words or the mouth of Stephanie, words right out of her mouth from today's podcast. So we're going to get into it. Uh, make sure you are, um, if you're on the fence and you're you know, kind of thinking about coming PPM live, it's really, really hotting up. Um, we're just going to have so much fun at this event. The content is going to be amazing. And over the next few days, I'm going to talk more about what the content is. So make sure you check out social media. And if you follow me on email, I'll release the agenda pretty soon. Um, but the actual event, um, all I can say is we've got a fire marshal. I needed a fire marshal. And um, it's just the coolest day ever that I'm putting on an event that is going to need a fire marshal sitting there for three days. Um, we really are pulling out all of the stops, whether it's the bands that we've got, the party that's coming after the event, the speakers in Damon John and James Lawrence, and we're flying people in from all over the world. We've been involved um, with visa um, processes to try and get people from certain countries uh, allowed in to attend this type of event. So it's going to be magical. It is uh, the home of magic here in Orlando, and um, we're promising to give you something really, really special uh, to look forward to. And um, as you listen to this, if you contemplate and come in, um, I don't know if there's a better reason to come than just to re-energize yourself, to feel better about yourself, uh, to be enthusiastic uh, about something like this and live um, looking forward to this type of event and the impact that it has on you long after you leave this type of event is worth every single penny. I get it that you know inflation and recession, um, it, it's all happening around you, um, but you can't hide from it. We've got to face it head on and I'm going to spend all of the weekend uh, in Orlando, the 6th, 7th, 8th and 9th, giving you the tools and the skills, the strategies, or as I like to call it, best practices uh, to make sure that you're successful in the next 12 to 18 months so that you can kind of go home on a night, close the door, switch the phone off 
uh, get on and enjoy your beautiful family or just you know kind of wherever you are in your life at this point uh, it's so much easier um, if you've got the business skills and the know-how and just to see what everybody else is doing to make sure that they're going to be all right in this uh, next 12 to 18 months it doesn't have to affect you in the same way that the media and the the, the press and the government think that it's going to, um, you know, quite arrogantly, um, they, they assume that everybody's going to be affected. And um, that's not the case. And um, I do promise you that event, uh, we're calling it the reset, the great reset. It's not the great resignation. It's the great reset. And um, I think many businesses are at a point now where they've got to do some things differently. They've got to change a few things, hire differently, uh, price differently, um, employ on board manage differently market differently there's a few things i think a few businesses listening to this are at a little bit of a crossroads if that's you we'd love you to come um to the event stephanie is going to be on stage at our ultimate ceo competition you'll get a chance to vote for our winner um of the prize that is a ten thousand dollar trip all expenses paid to the united kingdom um and that person will be crowned our ultimate ceo from the global Paul Goff community. So it's a fantastic um, experience that is set to be had. ppmlive22.com is the place to go. The agenda is out. It's available. You can get it. Email Camilla. Um, just email it paul at paulgoff.com. Camilla will take care of you. Uh, if you want to see what we're talking about, great. Um, it'll be around um, everything that you need to do to make sure that you grow this business of yours. Um, but don't just add revenue make sure it's going to be profitable because my big fear and um, I'm going to take a little pause as you listen to this my big fear is that so many businesses are about to be caught out with uh, revenue that is there money is being made but little if any in the way of profit profit margins are very quickly being eroded because of pay rise requests operating expenses rising Everybody in anything that is on your expenses is probably asking for an increase right now. And if you're in the insurance game, you know as well as I what is coming that these insurance companies are starting to drop already. So you can't have both. You can't have a reimbursement rate dropping, patients not coming in, and pay rise requests and so on. So there's got to be a little bit of a, um, a, a line in the sand made, a fork in the road, a crossroads, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to call it a reset. Um, it's an easy way to think about what might need to happen for your business so that we can make sure that you don't just grow revenue, you actually take some profit home. Um, we're putting this event on for you. We really are trying to bring everybody together and share best practices to give you a chance. Um, so don't resist and fight us too much about not coming to this event. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to help you, that's for sure. So ppmlive22.com, uh, we would love to see you. So let's get into this. Stephanie, we're headed to Dallas. Um, we're going to talk about how she got started. She was burnt out. Typical story. Um, she found help to make this thing work. Uh, before she knew it, she's got seven staff closing down on a million dollar uh, run rate already in her business. We get to talk about being an introvert and an extrovert and how most people assume that entrepreneurs like you and I are extroverted. Uh, and really all we are is um, very assertive introverts. Um, we'll talk about growth, the talent gap, uh, how to get good people, hiring. The biggest challenge of all in business, the certain phases that you're in where it's more tough than it is just to get to the next phase where the business is bigger, but it's actually easier to manage and run. Um, and the different challenges that you're likely to run into between not to $300,000 and then the next big challenge between $300,000 
and that kind of million dollar run rate. So tennis up nice and loud. We're headed to actually we're headed to Denver. Um, we're headed to Denver. Stephanie is in a, a brand new acquired because of the success, the phenomenal success of her business. Uh, she's uh, talking to us from her um, house in the woods up in Colorado, just outside of Denver somewhere. So we are not to Dallas, although the clinic is in Dallas that she runs. She's currently enjoying time as we catch up with her at her, um, her house in the woods in Colorado somewhere. Anyway, let's get into it. Tennis up nice and loud and uh, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another podcast. We're going to get into um, an episode that I'm very excited. I'm sure there's going to be a hell of a lot of laughs. Um, <laughs> Stephanie has the most infectious laugh. If you're ever miserable, just listen back to this podcast because I'm sure it'll do nothing, but um, it'll make you laugh. Um, we're live from Orlando, and um, the big exciting news is we're just six, uh, in fact, five weeks away from ppm live um and the person that we're interviewing today actually will be live on stage i'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment uh but look we're live um from orlando 5th uh 6th 7th 8th and 9th of october we'd love to see you uh tickets are selling fast we've got damon john we've got uh, james lawrence we've got um uh a, an array of speakers for you um to help you um a lot of people are running into issues now with profitability with everything that's happening because of the uh, pay rise requests because of inflation because of expenses and just pretty much everything going up um we've tailor-made um the entire three days to help you we're calling it the great reset many businesses need a reset they need a reset in their payroll a reset in their marketing a reset in their business model um we're watching a lot of businesses approach a million dollars and sadly they're getting there with very little if any profit to show for it hence um, the two parts uh, keynote that I'm going to be presenting at uh, PPM live is quite literally uh, titled how to avoid building a million dollar practice that makes little if any profit uh, we've produced the uh, three-day agenda if you'd like to get it send an email to paul at paulgoff.com it'll tell you all of the sessions across the three days if you're interested you're listening to this uh, send an email to paul at paulgoff.com and we'll send you the agenda uh, needless to say we're going to be covering everything to do with um the, the response, if you like, that is needed uh, to inflation, to uh, a potential recession, to rising pay rise costs, to not being able to find employees, to hesitant, hesitant and skeptical patients. Uh, we're going to talk all about that across the course of PPM Live in October 6th, 7th, 8th and 9th. Uh, head over to www.ppmlive22.com uh, and register for your seat. If you've got questions, send an email paul at paulgoff.com. And if you want the agenda, you want to see what we're going to be talking about to make sure that it's um, what you need just to confirm that you should be there. Uh, don't forget that there's going to be 300 other PTs worth it for me alone for you to be there. Uh, but we'd love to see you in person. But if you need the agenda, send an email to paul at paulgoff.com and uh, Camilla on my team will take good care of, um, of you. You know, and the more I think about it, if there's just a reason to come, um, it's just to be inspired. It's just to be around good things happening. Um, I don't know about you, but I was at a concert the other day. I went to see Rod Stewart um, in uh, Tampa, who was just amazing. And all day the next day, and even today and um, Monday, it just makes you feel really, really good about yourself when you're around something that's so big and so uh, impactful and is just designed to make you feel good about yourself. You genuinely come into work with a better step. You 
feel good about yourself and you're enjoying life. And I just think that these types of events um, that we're putting on for you, um, if there's a reason to come, it's, it's for that. Everything else is an absolute bonus just to come and feel really, really good about yourself. Uh, get some genuine clarity on the future of your business and the decisions that you need to make. Um, PPMLive22.com uh, is the place to be. Um, there is um, smoke machines. There is lasers. Um, there is a band. There's discos. Um, I'm working on an opening act um, that even uh, Simon will not be able to beat. Um, so literally, um, this is more than just an educational seminar. This is going to be a, a, it's closer to a concert as it is anything else. And um, you know that you've left your, your original job as a physio a long time ago when um, yesterday I was instructing my team, the English team were at work yesterday to look for dancers um, to come on through the smoke uh, at 9.30 on the Friday morning to a certain type of music to keep everybody inspired so or to get everybody pumped up for the day. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Don't don't sit there and, and kind of miss out and just think, oh, I wish I'd have gone. So head over uh, to the website, ppmlive22.com, and we'll um, hopefully see you in Orlando. Uh, right, let's get into it. We've got people. Um, we've got people live. Let's talk to Stephanie. We're going to go all the way to Houston, Texas. Talk to Stephanie uh, Crowley about the success, the phenomenal. I've got no other word for it. Success of her business over the last um, over the last couple of years. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. actually in Colorado right now. Ah, ah, at the at the um, at the dream home. At the at dream, the dream home. home. Yep, yep. <laughs> We'll find out a little bit more about that, but tell us, um, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your business, where you're from, and, and how you got started. Um, gosh, I I'm, I'm from Dallas, and I um, I don't know. Like when I got out of PT school, I always kind of knew I was going to own a own a business. And um, two years out, I started um, with a group of people. We kind of partnered together and created this business. It was a nightmare. <clears throat> Learned a lot. <laughs> Um, as most partnerships are um, that I've seen in the past. Um, yep. So then I, I went in with a franchise and was with them for a while, but that started to get to be a lot. They were starting to micromanage and telling me what I could and couldn't do and adding more patients onto my schedule and having to basically be five different people, which was like next to impossible. And, and just like everyone else that you hear, completely wiped out, exhausted, looking for other ways to, um, to do business. So then I started my cash business about five years ago tell us about that then so we started a cash-based business in houston um how's that gone for you um i would not do it any other way i always tell people even when i interview people i'm like if someone told me i had to go and do uh, um take insurance again i would be a plumber like i wouldn't do it i wouldn't go back um i wouldn't take insurance um you know cash is a different beast but it's also fun because you're just always learning different ways of doing business and you know how to tap into marketing and how to um, get your PTs to be better with sales or, or whatever, whatever it is, because um, yeah. they have to have like really good conversations and be able to ask really good questions. So it's fun. What about um, the size of your business? Tell us a little bit for context, staff, visits every week, revenue, whatever you're comfortable with. Just give us a bit of an idea as to, to where um, you're at now in the business. Yeah, so I started with just me, and then now I think I'm back up to seven. I lost a few people, like happens to every other business, and we just hired two new people. So I think I'm around seven. I just hired my full-time, like, like sale, dedicated salesperson. So I'm excited about that. They start next week. Um, and then I lost a PT and just hired another PT that starts in about three weeks. So we're around seven. Um, I'd say on average, revenue brought into the, is like, 65 70,000 a month 
is about where I'm at. Um, that it should be picking up actually now where I thought I was going to be back in like May, April, I'm actually yep. now hitting those targets now. Um, so, um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, we've been really busy since August, like crazy busy. So we're up to seven staff now in a cash based practice. I'm going to probe on a little, um, of, of the nuances you mentioned there about salespeople. So there's probably people listening to this who think, well, I don't need a salesperson and you know, that's not why I'm, I'm, you know, kind of in business. I'm, I'm a PT and I only need to, to treat these patients. What's the, the, the importance, if you like, the relevance of a, of a salesperson in your, in your practice? Oh my gosh. So, um, I guess the best way I've always just taught people in the front, how to sale and how to follow up. So I'm like, I'm really excited to have a dedicated person to doing this, but, um, when I was having issues with my PVA early on, and I was just trying to dive in, trying to figure out why, what this, this like, hasn't been a problem. And why is it a problem now? It came down to the first phone call yeah. and, um, and how they positioned it and how they dug deep into the conversation. So like having someone that is going to be able to do that for you and be able to continue to follow up. I mean, honestly, it's like what everyone says, the fortunes in the follow-up. If you don't have someone just relentlessly following up, then you're not going to make it in a cash business. Um, because it just takes time for people to say yes to paying the prices that you want. And you've got to give them time to, to like digest the information and continue to follow up and continue to give them more education until they're ready to say yes. And then when they are, they're patients for life. I mean, they're, that's that, like, they, you've spent so much time developing them that they're now yeah. like, they don't want to go back. I love it. So when um, I'm trying to work, think back before you came on here today, we <laughs> met in San Diego, wasn't it? And um I think about San Diego, the, yeah. San Diego is it the sales boot camp. So what was your journey yeah. with me then? How did you, how did you kind of, you know, what, what have you done for people who are listening? Take us all the way back. Was it a podcast or a book? And then you came to sales boot camp. I don't even know. Kind of like, what you know, next? like what you say, like all that happens all the time. I really don't know. I don't yeah. know how you came in. Um, but I do know like before I went to that. Um, so like what had happened is I started this cash business and I really was like, just going to, see a few people and kind of retire because I was just wiped out and exhausted and really didn't want to build a team. Um, I was, I was kind of burned by some people. And so I was just like not wanting to build anything, yeah. but luck for me, my husband ended up uh, losing his job. Basically a company took over and then got rid of everyone. It's one of those situations. And I was like, Oh crap. Like I need to like really make this into something because one of the things that I love to do is to travel and, and, um, and I did not want to give that up at all. So I was like, I got to make this into something. And I was burned out. And I was like, I knew that if I could get some help in some way to do the business differently, that I could make it work. And, um, and so that's really kind of what I was searching for. And so like how I always do when he lost his job, I'm like, well, let's just go on a vacation. And then when I come back, I'm going to figure it out. And so when I came back, I don't know what it was, but I know I listened to a lot of the podcasts early on, like, like, yeah. like probably within a, a week or so. And I said, you know what, this is what I need to do. Um, and then I had to convince my husband that, you know, that's so. <laughs> so we did sales boot camp. I remember you coming to sales boot camp. What did you do next? Did you go on to do, was it straight into um, sales boot camp? Um, yeah. You know, one of my friends, Carrie, who I met randomly, um, she was one of my roommates randomly at another conference. And um, when I saw her, she said, oh my gosh, you've got to do mastermind. I'm like, well, what's the mastermind? I don't know what that is. She goes, you've got to do it. And I'm like, well, what is it? And then I'm like, oh my God, I got to do it. Now I had to go convince my husband again to allow <laughs> me to spend more money that he was like, holy crap. Like, I'm like, just trust me, just trust me. 
Fantastic. And, so, and then yeah, all, that's, all the way and into then, CEO. And that's mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. All the way into CEO and on the stage in a few weeks. We're excited to um we're excited to have you. You, you this is a phenomenal success story and we're gonna get into the um to the successes but you raised a, an interesting point there you know what we always find as we um as we work with clients and you know we're very blessed to have a, a community now that's all over the world you said a, an amazing thing i was looking for help to make it work and um what you'll often find is for example there might be people listening to this podcast who i, I want to make this work i want to make this work and i, I want to make my business um a success but they're adamant they're going to do it on their own and like they'll just no matter what help you try and give them whether it's a book or a like a call or something like they just don't want to do it and, it and it just like is i'm going to do this and it's as if i'm going to figure out the hard way what we, we often find is that the person who says some version of i want to do this i'm going to do this and i know i'm going to be more successful if i get some help to do it um is the person that goes on and has these types of you know success stories that that obviously you're you know you're here today to, to talk about if you like so well done um i love it your intuition is fantastic tell us about your successes what are you proud of so we're making loads of money there's lots of profit in the business tell us a little bit about the successes that you're um you know that you're really really proud of um you know i i think the biggest success for me is just the person i've kind of become i mean yeah. like um that's that's probably what I feel is, is the biggest, is the busy, I can't even speak my biggest success because the more I get better then the more my staff gets better and the more I understand them um, and what and and how to speak to them, the questions to ask them, it just makes me better. Not, you know, even outside my business, even within my relationship, you know, with my husband, like there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, I get so frustrated and, and then it comes down to a question and, and it turns everything around. So um, you know, you always say how you do life is how you do business. And it's really, it's, it's really that. So, um, I'm honestly just shocked at how, at how well my business is doing. Like I never thought that I could ever get to a million dollar business. Um, I never thought I could build a cash-based business as big as I've built it. Um, so when I look at like, um, where I started and where I come, I'm like, holy crap. I never thought that I could charge the amount of money that I'm charging for patients. Like if someone told me that I would be charging, you know, 275 for, for a visit, I'd be like, you're smoking something. There's no way no one's <laughs> going to pay those prices. Like, I'm just like amazed. I, I just, I, I get to work, I do it and I wake up and I'm like, what just happened? Like, that's how I feel. I think though, to give yourself some credit, you are very um, coachable and you are very, um, open with kind of where your business is and what you need and my experience of working with you is that um pretty much when somebody tells you to do it you're the type of person that they'll roll your sleeves up and off you go and you'll you'll make it work and you come back three months later and it's done and it's kind of like almost forgive the analogy a dog with a bone it's like all right i've, I've retrieved <laughs> yeah. the bone like now now what's next right and, and it shouldn't come as a surprise to you i always think the best business owners make it look really really easy and you're definitely yeah. in that category where you're so committed to it you're, you know you're, you're willing to learn about cash flow or marketing or how to develop people like you're willing to be vulnerable make a few mistakes um you've obviously got a massive vision and a you know a lot of energy and enthusiasm but you're, um, you know, at the heart of it, you're very coachable and you're, you're like that, that dog just keeps coming back and tells me what, you know, tell me what to do next. The question I've got for you, I'm going to probe there a little, you know, you talk about people and understanding them and there's people listening to this who think that's all great, but I haven't got time for that. Like I'm busy, I'm running a practice. I've got six staff, I've got 65 patients, you know, coming through the doors every day and, you know, loads of busy stuff for family. How did you find the time? Like, where do you get the time to, um, 
you know, to, to do that. I talked to you today from your, your holiday home that you just bought, right? Your dream holiday home. Like, where do you, where do you find the time? How did we get to this point of being able to get to a point of understanding your staff better? Oh, it's just a work in progress. Um, I think I'm, you know, I always tell people like I'm more of an introvert. People don't believe that because I do love people. I love being around people, but I like to have my alone time. So I think I just sit and observe a lot um, and, and see how they respond. And then just are always like reading and listening to things and how could, how could I be better? What could be a better question I could ask next time? And I tell my staff all the time, I think it's, um, you know, when I took a course a long time ago, ago, I think it was a Brene Brown course, and it, it really changed a lot of my perspective on being vulnerable. And I find that the more I am just open and being like, listen, I made a mistake, or I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm a work in progress. So yeah. and then just kind of moving forward that it like softens things. Um, and they don't see like, sometimes I think they, we maybe are being put on this pedestal, and we don't, we aren't supposed to be making mistakes, or we're afraid to make mistakes. And I'm not. I will tell them all the time, like, and I tell my staff all the time, I'm like, make the mistakes. Like, this is the only way we're going to be able to learn. And it gives them freedom to be who they are. And that is, that took, that took a lot. I mean, I was at one point in my life, I was very much a, um, um, I mean, I'm super driven and goal oriented. So I've had to learn how to um, not push my goals on people and control everything. I've had to learn how to like, just let it go. And that was something I learned maybe five or six years ago because I was just like hit up against the wall going, why am I not progressing? And that was one thing that I think that really helped me was let it go. So now, you know, I kind of had the attitude of like, if it works great, if it doesn't great, we're going to be learning no matter what happens. And, you know, within any situation. I think the, um, the, the misconception is that us entrepreneurs, we're all extroverted, right? Because, you know, people see us <laughs> running podcasts and, you know, beaming all over the world and putting on conferences for people to fly into. And you look at me when I walk out on stage and you'll probably see what you want to see, an extrovert. But really what you are um, seeing, or certainly in my case and in yours, it's an introvert. You put me into a situation that isn't around the topic that I'm comfortable at or I'm passionate about. And it's like, I don't want to know. I like, I'll, I'll walk in the back of the room. I don't really want to talk to anybody. I'll be polite. I'll be, you know, civil and what have you. But yeah. you probably wouldn't even know I was in the room or at the party. But you put me at a business conference on stage, like you'll know I'm there because that's the thing that, that is my, that's that's my passion. That's my, my kind of, um, thing that comes out and what what most business owners are the majority i've met are introverts who are very very self-assured we've got mm-hmm. a little bit of self-belief we know that we're capable of more we want something more for ourselves we don't have to brag about it always we don't have to be the life and soul we don't have to have the hawaiian shirt on at the party if you like you know nobody's waiting for us to arrive like we just kind of quietly open up ideally through the back door and let ourselves in and we kind of join the the, the party if you like But that self-assurance that we have when we go to the office is ultimately what then people see on the external as confidence Mm -hmm. and as success. And as somebody who knows their stuff and is self-assured. And um, that got labeled at me recently um, back in England. I've got a few properties, I think, as you know, and um, I was talking to an electrician and um, he came in with an intern, like a a guy who was a trainee. And apparently the guy left and said, God, that guy really knows what he wants, doesn't he? Like he really, really knows what he wants. And that guy probably his first impression of me was an extrovert. But actually it's not like the two are totally different. Mm -hmm. I can be an introvert, but still be very assertive. Like I know what I want. It doesn't mean that I'm an extrovert or or a life and soul of the party. It means I know what I want. 
that's it. it like the two things are completely different and i think business owners get confused with that like they can't kind of quite work out why they're a little bit well i'm not really this kind of extroverted person and i can't do this thing that paul does and i can't hire all these people yeah. and i can't be mr motivator to my team i'm like you don't need to you just need to have a spotlight shone on the fact that you're very passionate you're very committed to the thing that you do you know what you want and you're going to get it and that's the thing that ultimately leads to success that leads to the bravado the confidence that you see but it's not necessarily um somebody who's an extrovert so yeah. what about challenges um what about challenges as you now we're, you know we're heading towards a million dollar practice from scratch in five years phenomenal right and, and super profitable what's the challenges that you've run into as you look to be less involved in the day-to-day -day of the business Oh gosh, I'd say like the biggest one would be trying to get patients off my schedule. Um, and some of that is just on me. Um, and some of that is just learning how to kind of navigate that. Um, there's always challenges with staff. Yeah. And um, I think last year, you know, I lost a ton of people. So I think it like, it, it made my learning curve like, like explode because I was literally like hiring and firing and people were leaving. And I was constantly on this hiring thing that I feel like I learned a lot about hiring um, because the people are so important. So, but, and, you know, it's always challenges, but I don't, I don't, I think that's probably maybe what makes me different than other people. Cause whenever I look at it, I just don't, I look at it as like, okay, what do I learn from it? And let's move on. Um, so the only time that I really get pissed off is if someone's going to like really like undermine me, then then they're going to see a different person. But yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. Um, overall, um, you know, I don't I don't see these as like, oh, crap. OK, let's what, well, that's not ideal, but let's 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 move on. Like, what, what can we do next? You know, who who can we find that might be a better fit or, or whatever the case may be? So um I'm always hesitant to say like challenges because like, you're you're always going to have challenges and it's how you learn from them that's going to make you grow and, and become better at what you're doing. The people problem is the big um, mm -hmm. is the, the the big block for most people that they yeah. you know they, there's a lot of people with seven figure businesses but if you really want to enjoy building a business and and owning that business and really kind of getting the full potential you've got to get good at the people think like you've yeah. got to get really 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 good at solving the people problem and understanding people and just really having time for people and i think that's where it goes wrong a natural consequence of growth in your case right i've watched you go from 15 20 grand a month right to mm -hmm. 80 grand a month which you kind of started to knock on the doors a million dollar run rate along that path the first set of staff right you, you know the volume one is just anybody that breathes somebody who's answered the phone before please just come and answer the phone thank you i need you you're amazing right <laughs> then all of a sudden you get a bit more wise and you think oh actually i probably could have done that better and you know i need somebody of a bit more of a, a a level up right so you get version two in the in the seat and then you're like geez now actually this person needs to do this this and this and like they're, they're either not capable they're not willing they just don't want to it's like actually i need to get to a million now i need version three of my staff and that that that's not uncommon right and it's you know people who um who watch me from the outside sometimes we've gone through a little bit of turnover in the last few uh, months in um in all of the businesses but they're all growing and they're all growing rapidly and what you might see is six people leave a company with 25 staff right it could happen again in 18 months and people think well there's a lot of turnover there it's like no no but we doubled the revenue since covid like since covid kicked off in this company we've doubled the revenue right so we've doubled the the, the responsibility we've doubled the in fact it's not even double it's more you, you know you the, the number of things that then have to happen the standards improve 
the people that you need change drastically. And because you're committed to growth, the people that don't want to keep up with the responsibility or the standards, they naturally drop off. And there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's a really healthy thing in a fast growing business. But I think sometimes the business owner looks at that and thinks we're doing something wrong because we keep losing people. Um, the truth is you're probably upgrading your people. You're not necessarily losing them. So I think it's, oh, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a sign of a, of, a, of a very well-run business that continues to increase revenue, increase profit, and continues to upskill its its people or, or turn them over in a positive manner. Like those are three vital signs that you, you're looking at. You show me a business that's flatlined and I'll show you a business that hasn't turned over staff in, in long enough, that they've been there and they've gone too stale for too long. Yeah, and I used to be so fearful. It's like you find someone that's good and it's like, oh gosh, I really am scared that I can't find another person. But honestly, every time I go out and hire, I find someone that's good. And sometimes when you get a new person in the um, that comes in, it just it breathes more energy into the office. Well, one of the things you have to be careful of, the people that are telling you that you can't live without them <laughs> is the person who's trying to convince you, you to live that you without can't them. live without them, right? <laughs> like, and this has took me a few years to realize that one, that um, the people that you need to be careful of the most in the company is the person telling you that, that you can't live without them in the company because what they do is so magical so mysterious and so just like they're amazing and only them could do it right but if you're not careful and you don't get woken up to that that person actually is the biggest problem and i like you know we're in the ceo program together every three months and um it's now um, the the thing that i'm looking for who's the name that keeps getting mentioned as the savior oh i couldn't live without insert the blank i can't you know how it goes oh i couldn't live without sally she's amazing oh this, like dave's just the best and then three three sessions in you know nine months in i'm like i think sally's the problem right she's the root cause of all of this shit that's going on in this business do you think we need to push her off the bus right and like most of the time it is the one that you think that you need to live with that you can't live without is probably the one that bringing the drama to you convincing you that that like they're solving the drama for you when in actual fact they're creating the drama um for you um let's talk about leadership managing people what have you learned under the banner of managing people how have you had to kind of evolve and grow that oh gosh um i'm a work in progress <clears throat> I, I think you just continue to um to to work on yourselves um gosh, I don't know what I do with my team. I think some of it's just like people suck into my energy because I'm a high energy person. So people yep. like to be around that. So I think that's something that I really protect um, coming into the office. Um, I think I come into the office. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty even killed. No matter if I'm in the office, out of the office, you really are going to see kind of the same person. I think that is something that is important because if you're all over the place, your staff are going to be all over the place um, yeah. and they're not going to know like which person are you going to get. So I think that's something that's, that's really um, important. Um, and I'm, I'm just always learning. Like even if I get the staff wrong, I think really understanding how to hire, I think is important in the leadership because if you get the right people on your team, like it just works. Like yeah. you get the people that are part of your like core values. Like I really find people that really love to grow and learn because that's what I like. And if they don't like to grow and learn, they're going to hate me because I'm going to be like, why didn't you like this? Why don't you get inspired when I send something to, to you know, that you want to, you want to listen to because it makes you better Then, um, then I'll be, I'll be like button heads with them. They won't, they won't like the office at all. So I think it starts too with the people that you hire. Um, and that makes, and when you get the right people, 
for the most part, um, it just runs well. Have you had a few, um, let's call them rock stars, pain in the asses? Ah, yes, uh, I do. They don't all. last very long. <laughs> how, how have you how have you recognized it and what did you do about it? Um, <laughs> I usually can recognize it pretty quickly <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually laughing at the question on the screen that Macy's just put up. This will get a few how you... viewers. How do you deal with rock stars who become assholes? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it um, doesn't read as eloquent as I thought it did when I said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, usually they're more on the victim phase. Like you can tell because when I start having conversations and trying to make them better, like how could we do this differently? It's like, well, well, they'll start coming back at you with some comments or like, but I, I, I did everything you asked me to do. And I'm like, I absolutely, you did fantastic. But now let's make it better. And yeah. so when they keep on giving me pushback, then there, there's always a victim. There's always a reason why something didn't get done. Um, and you start holding them accountable. Like the problem is when I have to start holding them accountable and also like feeling like I'm micromanaging them, like remembering, like, what did I say that they need to do this week? Oh, okay. Let me go back, make sure that it got done because it doesn't always get done. Then they're not going to work out. So they don't like that accountability piece. They start fighting you. I'm like, I'm yeah. always giving you, you know, like, well, I, I'm trying to do this, or they just give you pushback. And I'm like, okay, this, I mean, usually by the time I'm saying like, these need to change, they're, they're already out the door. They're, they're going to give the, their notice. My personal favorite is an employee that says, I'm the type of person that doesn't need accountability. I can <laughs> hold myself accountable and I don't need any conversations or anybody asking me what I'm up to because I just know everything and I, you know, know how to do it. Yeah. And, um, there is millions of employers right now who have been blinded by that, who love hearing that from a staff because it basically means they don't have to get involved with them who then can't work out why nothing gets done in the office. Yeah. Um, and like, there's no progress made and like everybody's happy in the office except the business owner who's tearing his hair out because he can't work out why, despite all of this huff and puff from his end, that nobody's actually getting any of these projects done. And it's because the office is full of people who don't like um, accountability. Well, they'll also say like, I'm micromanaging them. I'm like, dude, I don't want to micromanage anyone. And if you feel like I am, then you need yeah. to go because yeah. that means that you're not getting your job done. Um, and when you have an employee, like, so my first employee, I was like, I didn't know who, how to hire or who to hire or what I needed. I just knew that I didn't want anyone that's been in healthcare because I don't want that normal person there. But, and I literally had to micromanage. She did everything you said she would do, but it was like, she couldn't there was no conversations. There's no collaboration. There was no like, what about this idea? And then someone else coming in with an idea and like, oh, I like that. Let's do this. And when I hired my next employee, um, it was like that. I'm like, oh, this is this is so much yeah. better. So yeah. you you learn as you go. Big question. What's the biggest challenge that you've had with running your company in the last five years? What's the biggest kind of thing that you've had to, to deal with? Oh, gosh, I think. Um, the great thing now is that I've, I'm like big enough that when you lose someone, it's not as big of a deal. And at the very beginning, when you lost someone, it was such a huge deal. Yeah. And I literally had to basically maintain, keep what I was doing and continue making sure that I could do whatever else need to get done because I just didn't want to lose momentum. So I didn't want to like, if I lost, um, 
you know, someone that was helping in the front, I still wanted to make sure that the calls were being made and that the marketing was getting done or, or whatever else that they all did so that it would keep the boat moving so that all of a sudden when I was ready to hire these people, all the, I wouldn't lose the revenue and it wouldn't yeah. dip down. So that's probably the biggest challenge early on at the very beginning, because there's times you just have to work hard. Like it's like, this is it. Buckle down. Sorry, weekends are gone. I just got to get this going for the next three months until we can get that next person in. And I don't have to do that as much now because I have enough staff that we can um, overload. And my staff's great because everyone works hard. So I feel like people, if someone um, is out of town or, or is off or whatever the case may be, the rest of the team will pick up and help out, including myself. And I think that also shows the, the staff that I'm willing to step in when need to step in to help out because um, there's a lot of people that you'll see business owners that, that won't. And it's like, no, you have to do it all. And I just, I, I don't, I don't want my business to be run that way. I think um, what you're saying there is the biggest challenge is getting big. Right. And that, that's, yes. if there's any, if there's any reason to get bigger than where you are now, right. So the horrible phase in business or starting a new division, right. I've gone through it with CFO where our outsourced um, finance service I'm back in that horrible kind of early revenue phase where you've got your first kind of 15, 16 clients, but you're vulnerable at that stage because there's only yes. a you know, there's three or four, five yes. staff in that team, right? Where it's like, oh, like, but you get your next two or three in that company over the next three or four months. And all of a sudden there's eight staff in there. And then yes. if two have a problem or leave or quit, or you just need to say something, do something, it's very difficult in that early phase. Um, because you're so vulnerable, like you say, and you you know you're relying upon if there's a team of four, one drops out or one's ill or one quits, now oh. three has to pick up the slack. It's horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't go horrible. back to that small phase. You know, I'm and yeah. in the CFO phase, this, this this division of my company, I'm trying to get through that as fast as possible. Like just yeah. get out of that like not to 300 grand phase as quickly as possible and get into the sort of 300 to a million where all of a sudden you can be stocked with eight to, to ten staff and yeah. you're ready for that. Like all right, now let's become you know, we move from being a toddler, just kind of making our yeah. way to a, a baby now that's walking and is able to kind of, you know, fend for itself, if you like. So it is, it's a horrible phase. And again, for people. And that's to why this, people won't move on. Like they're like, this is too hard because they can't get over that. You're right. And that's, right. Yep. and that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part of this business. Honestly, it's, it's such a, and the people the, maybe. The most valuable part of this podcast so far is to anybody listening who's in that quarter of a million, 300, three or four staff thinking, oh, this is painful. I keep losing staff and oh, it's one step forward, two steps back. Like it isn't like that at the next phase, right? There's new problems and there's new challenges. But, you know, you get to a point where in the end you're kind of like, oh, so-and-so's off today. Oh, okay. All right. Pick up the slack or somebody quit. So what? We'll take our time with recruitment. Yeah. Somebody needed to be fired. Great. We can push them out the door this week and we don't have to worry about the impact because people can pick up the slack for a few weeks. So the reason to get big is to get past that horrible junction you're at where it's real. And if you're feeling it and you're kind of one step forward, two steps back, it's because you just haven't quite got big enough to kind of cross the step if you like cross the, the the bridge where it is easier to manage the business rather than constantly being sucked back into the business yeah. every time somebody um 
somebody leaves. And again, that's the point of these podcasts is we're just trying to shed a light, a spotlight, if you like, on the, the real challenges that people are going through so that you don't just think it's happening to you, like just the other side of it. And again, right, shameless plug for the big event coming up. It, it's like, this is what we talk about. This is what we share. Like, this is what Stephanie will be on stage talking about. Like, these are the problems and challenges. We're genuinely trying to share best practices with a, a community of like-minded individuals to get people to think, ah, like that's happening to me. That's not just a, a malfunction in my life or business. If I just push through this now, there's there's a lot more pleasure waiting on the other side um, of me. Uh, last couple of questions. Um, biggest um, biggest thing you've learned in Mastermind? You've obviously been with us now for three or four years. Oh my What's God, the best there's thing? not just one thing. I think All it's right. everything. Well, I mean, I came in, not, like I can remember, um, so Lisa, one of my PTs has been with me. We've worked, she's followed me from place to place to place. So we've worked together for like 18 years. Um, I went and signed up for Mastermind and then said, okay, let me do um, the accelerator so I can figure out how to market because I had no clue. I mean, my other business, I basically went to doctors and built great relationships with doctors. But when you're cash, that doesn't work. I mean, I have orthopedic surgeons literally on my cell phone that I can call anytime. Do I get referrals from them? Not very many because they don't have time to say, this is why you need to come here. So, um, so I learned how to market, but I sat down with my PT and I was like, who's our ideal person? I have no clue. And we're like thinking back and of all of our clients that we've seen over the last 10 years, my other business. And, uh, and then it's like, oh my God, like we, we already had it, but I didn't know what it was. So yeah. really understanding that, understanding how to market. Um, I just keep on adding different uh, avenues of, mar- I'm still learning how to market. I mean, I'm still tweaking things and learning, learning new things. So there was that aspect of it. Um, then going into hiring, who to hire, how to hire, what questions to ask to hire. Um, those, I mean, like you got to get that right because again, that's the only way you're going to grow is with people. Um, and then just in leadership and um, looking at like the trends of, of the group and just sitting back and observing and being on the calls and listening to the common things that are popping up. Then I'm like, Ooh, I'm not going to do that yeah. um, type stuff. So um, I, there's not just one thing because it's, there's so many things and you always say like, you know, as you move into the next phase of your business, there's going to be new problems that are that are going to that are going to be there, and you've got to figure that out. So, um, learning how to structure the business too, like who to hire, when to hire, um, is I mean, there's just so many things. I just can't put it as to one thing. <laughs> you, you did a good job. You did a good job at spooking people who were thinking, "God, I thought this was just about getting some patience and rubbing their legs and kind of stretching them and giving them a few exercises and off you, you know, off you go type of thing." Well, it's, my um, husband said when he first saw he goes, "Oh, you just go in, you're going to get the systems, and then it's going to be, and then you're going to be good." And I'm like, mm, "No, that's not exactly right. <laughs> that's not how business works." <laughs> um, let me take you all the way back then. So we transport you back five years. We're in the the um, the, the DeLorean, if you like, the, the, the PT business DeLorean, we're taking you all the way back. Um, Doc Brown has got a little switch and we can go all the way back to the day that Stephanie started her business. What would you do differently? Um, you know, I wouldn't do anything differently um, in my life because honestly, or soon, how I... Or sooner. What, what might you do sooner well, then? The only, the only thing, and so whenever I talk to people, the only thing I would have done sooner would be hire someone to help you, like hire a business coach or something because they're going to be able to, they're, they're like outside of your business, not emotionally attached to it, can see it. Like I can see other people's problems now when I see them. Like, oh yeah, I see where, where they're missing out on but I'm not emotionally attached to it. So when you're emotionally attached to the business, you can't see things clearly. 
um, and unless you have someone else that can kind of help you. And if you've never done it before, how do you know if it's going to work or not? So even having that help of that coach to help you um, not make as many mistakes um, it's, and, and learn from them because they've done it in the past, uh, then you're just going to move so much faster. So if I had advice for anyone, that's what it would be. There's really wow. nothing else in my life that I would do differently because I, it's made me who I am. And um, even if I, if someone told me back 10 years ago, get a business coach, you're that that's going to help you. I probably wouldn't have listened until I hit my low point um, because we're all on our own journey. But I tell everyone now, I'm like, just, just pay it, just do it. Like it's, you're, you're going to be better for it. As long as you're, I mean, I think you have to be personally in a good place as well, because if you're personally not in a good place, then even trying to do some of the things and not having the confidence, you may not move through the business as fast as what you see maybe other people are. Yeah. Two, two things. I'm just going to probe in a little bit of that. What was the challenge? Um, I'm going to break this down into two phases, not to 300 grand, so around about 25 grand a month. Think back to that phase. Mm -hmm. I just think there's three, there's three phases really we're talking about when we get people on these podcasts. It's not to 300,000, 300 to 900 or a million, and then a million to three, right? You're now in phase two and heading towards you know phase three. What was the biggest challenge not to 300? Just so somebody listening who's in that not to 300 phase can kind of, what, what was it about that early kind of best year or two? And then what was the, or has been the biggest challenge that you found now that you're in that next bracket? What's the challenge between the two? Um, I think at the first phase of it is understanding like who to hire and how to hire. Um, it's getting those hires right because you don't at the beginning and yep. don't kid yourself that you will because you won't. So it's, I think that at the beginning is just understanding, you know, like, the hiring process for getting the right people in place is really the first part of, um, of that phase. And, and honestly, you're just doing a lot. Like literally I felt like I was wearing 25 hats. So if something, if, if something went down, then I had to do that. And if someone else, um, if something else, like I was wearing like 25 different hats. Now I'm, I'm wearing much less hats. Yeah. I'm able to kind of manage people. So that was the hardest part. And I think at that early phase, like you have to, what happens when I see what a lot of businesses do, you have to maintain the marketing, even though it's going to kill you while you're increasing your patient load so that you can hire someone to, to do it. But what people will do is like they'll, they'll increase their patient load. And then all of a sudden they stop the marketing because they don't have time and then it dips down and then they get into this like yo-yo. And so there has to be a balance of like, of you seeing patients and still doing the marketing and kind of, I mean, working a little bit harder um, or hire earlier and just have money saved back so that you can hire to take some things off your plate. I think people are also afraid to hire a full-time person. Um, I think people are also at, at that phase hot, hot, um, having a hard time to figure out like, what do they do? How to onboard them? I mean, you're just learning all these things. Yeah. Like everyone else is, I mean, I was the same way. Like, you know, you learn by doing. And your onboarding and and hiring gets better as you learn from all your mistakes that you make in that, those days. You could say that it's messy. It's messy. <laughs> yeah. It's very messy. And again, I think that's important for people to hear that, that um, it's probably messy in their life right now in their business. And it is in that first phase. I find it's messy at the early point of every phase you go in. So it's it's messy when you that first 
kind of not to 300 right then it's like you just calm down and you get across the bridge and then it gets messy again kind of halfway so around about 50 60 grand a month things are starting to break a little the people that you've hired and not necessarily the people that you thought you needed to get to a million so it gets a little messy again and then you get to a million and it's like oh all right we're heading towards three but then it breaks again around about two million it gets messy the people are not good enough you're upgrading you've got customer promises to keep you've got systems that are out of date they worked when you were 900 grand like (laughs) yeah yeah we're going through that right now too (laughs) this is what it is right and again i hope people listening to this are just just first of all relieved that it's not just them and equally inspired that like there's a way through the mess if you like and it is part and parcel of the the dna the personality type that you have to become that you can deal with all of that and you don't take it personally but the more you educate on how a business works and that growth is messy and the entrepreneur is like selling stuff and out there thinking big picture and everybody else has to deal with all that chaos if you've hired well that's how you get through that um that next phase um last thing last thing last thing tell us about your beautiful holiday home i'm i'm excited for you to inspire everybody as to the the uh the place that you're you're talking to us from right now what yeah, was behind so- that um i i think i've always wanted another place and i've always said this is where i wanted to be i mean we've we've been talking about it for 10 years and literally last year i was like okay two-year plan like we're gonna find something in two years so that we can start spending more time in colorado and um and then started putting the steps into place we're here almost every summer and I, my goal is to be up here the majority of the summer, just because, you know, in Texas, it's really hot up here. It's beautiful. So, and then just, you know, other, other times it's literally a place where my brain just is like, ah, you know, I can go for a hike. And, um, I know this will be way more of like my creative space. It'd be fun to just get away to do, you know, if I want to like do a project, come up here, just get my project done and go home. So it's been something that, um, I've wanted to do for a while, but, wasn't sure how I was going to do it. But um, yeah, I think that's one of the things too in this group and being a part of this community, you start dreaming again. And, and when you keep on learning and growing, you 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 get back to dreaming. And when you kind of are stale and stagnant and, and just um, not continuing to pour into yourself and improve yourself and continuing to learn, you kind of stop dreaming because I, I was there for a while. I always still said, oh, one day, one day this will happen. Oh, one day this will happen. Um, and literally last year we were looking at different areas, taking pictures of properties, um, where would we want to be? Like if there's this one street, if we want, like if any, I was like, if any house came open on this one street, we need to take it because it was way overbuilt for the area. And, uh, yeah, like, um, I told my husband, I'd sell my house that I've had rented for like 20 years and, um, we just dump it into this house and literally like when that house closed the next day, this house came available on that same street, the same one that we wanted. Um, I mean, we were laughing at people today because we were talking to some people like yesterday and, um, and Mike gets his like, you know, oversized three car garage. And, and I said, yeah, I told him, you know, he said, you had me at the garage. And I said, yeah, you had me at the views and the death. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, it's, it's um, a dream come true. And, crazy enough like it was not a plan at all to buy it this year um but i'm already trying to figure out well how can i get back up here again um for another trip that wasn't planned but will probably happen because my husband's like when 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 you come back up when you you know because he's so excited about it as well it was a dream for him too fantastic well done it's amazing and you're right you know look wonderful things happen the business is um is a terrific 
um, vehicle for learning about yourself and just really understanding what you want and appreciation for things and uh, people and just conditions, environments that you like to be in, places that make you feel really good, revitalized, energized, enthusiastic about life. Um, life, you know, life doesn't always have to be um, uh, a, a sort of this thing that's in 10 years or 20 years. Every now and again, you've got to take it by the, the, the bull by the horns, if you like, and drag it to where you want to go. And that's what I admire what you've done there with the with the house. So you're doing amazing. The business is fantastic. Um, you're always, and I think um, I'm very blessed to get to spend time with people like you. And I had Brandon on the last podcast and I could name everybody who's been on, you know, Kevin Vandy recently, uh, Carrie's Jake, just people that are just enthusiastic about life. And um, one of the things that I've always tried to do is surround myself with people who are enthusiastic um, for life and, you know, themselves and everything that they're trying to do and therefore are in a better position to serve their community and family and, you know, all of the, the good stuff that comes from that. So well done. Uh, you're a true inspiration. Uh, I love and have loved getting to know you and I think you're doing amazing. And I cannot wait for you to be on stage um, at the, <laughs> the, the big event. Is Mike coming? Is, is he coming? Is your husband coming? Oh, I don't think he'll come. I He's going to miss you, you dib. The smoke, you're going, to, you're going to come out behind a wall of smoke, like lasers on you. You're going to be on I'll two giant screens. Like, like, this is your moment, Stephanie. Like, this is the bit you've you've been you've been dreaming of, you've waiting for. Like, you've arrived when you get on this stage. Oh, well, I'm telling you, you, know what? you, you all don't he, he believe knows, me how big this thing. When I've got a fire marshal at my event, it. I've cracked it. <laughs> He does not. He knows I'll kill it. Like he's like, oh, I don't know. That's just you. Like you're just gonna go in and kill it. That's just what you do. Fantastic. Ultimate CEO competition for people just hearing this. Uh, we have the ultimate CEO competition at the uh, PPM live event in um, in Orlando, which basically we pick four of our most successful clients who've had the, the most you know profitable, the most um, growth driven year, if you like, whether it's stepping back from patients and just building a, a business that's very successful and making some big decisions. We put them on stage uh, and they get 20 minutes to present everything that they've done. They prepare a CEO, what we call a CEO essays document in advance. Everybody gets to read the their story, what they've done, their big, you know, improvements, the decisions that they've made, and we get to vote for a winner at the end who gets a ten thousand dollar all expenses paid trip to the United Kingdom. Um, that last year I got to um, somehow work into that trip, a centre court trip um, to Wimbledon last year. So I might, I might be able to exercise the the privilege of being able to do that again next year. So I hope you like tennis. Hey, Stephanie. we're watching US Open right now. Good. Well, I, I, I hope you like uh, tennis because you might be finding yourself on centre court at Wimbledon. Oh well, that's my husband plays. He's a tennis player, so and he's See? been to most. We've been to the French Open. Um, he's been to Wimbledon, but he hasn't actually been like when they played. Yeah, we've been to US Open, well, so haven't been to Australian Open. We've got to get there. I've been to the Aussie Open. I got to see um, all of them play at the Aussie Open in Melbourne about 10 years ago. Really lucky. Yeah. Murray, I got to see Murray, Federer, Djokovic and Nadal in the space of three days. It was just incredible yeah. at the oh, level. We were like right on the, um, watching Nadal play. Like, at, I mean, like literally uh, right. The, the dust was pulling because yeah. it was all in our hair. It was amazing. Like to see him play um, in person, but it's completely different on TV. It, it is, it is. <laughs> just it's just awesome like i mean yeah. federer's fantastic marie's fantastic Djokovic has got something about him but nadal has just got something and he actually was the one that um myself and ryan from austin who won it last year who i took to center court we got to see nadal um on center court and he won i think it was three one three three sets to one against whoever he was playing he was just it, I, i've got to see i've seen tiger woods at the height of his in fact he won the dubai the race to dubai open it was mm -hmm. about 2009 just before the wheels fell off and he was still in his prime and I got to see Tiger play and watched his every move. And 
Nadal is as close to to Tiger's kind of just aura and and yeah. kind of people literally watching his footsteps. Like you know, watching him walk was just like, oh, "There's Tiger. Look, he's walking." You know, <laughs> it was just. <laughs> and the doubt, the as close as I've ever, I've ever been to, to to Tiger. You know, which is um, which is saying something. So, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Where can people find out? Obviously, your um, your clinic. Give us your your Twitter handle and your social media and everything you're up to, so people can get in touch if they've got any questions. Um, Empower Physical Therapy. Um, pretty much Instagram, Facebook. That's what it is. Podcast. Empower Your Life, as well. Uh, check out the podcast available itunes pretty much everywhere yeah all right fantastic stephanie you're absolutely amazing thank you um go and enjoy your, your home and your views and um <laughs> let your husband enjoy the garage whichever whatever whatever oh, he's, yes whatever he loves, you he loves, exactly i'm like you, you can have that he, just there's the garage there. yeah great i'm gonna live in the rest of the I'd, house we're yeah, good <laughs> i'd be the type of guys like where's the keys like six months later where's the keys to the garage like yeah oh we've got one have we yeah that'd be well, like yeah know, there's some boxes we've putting tools. in port. Yep, and he has exactly. all these like it's like all his plans on like i'm like we don't need a snowmobile oh yeah. we might want a snowmobile like all his toys like i'm like i love okay, it whatever good for whatever him. you good want for him. <laughs> toys. i love it toys right thank you exactly. thank you thank you thank you you start i'll see you soon thank you for listening to paul goff's audio experience if you're brand new to paul's world head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.